The 2022 State Fair Classic. Grambling State versus Prairie View A&M. Saturday, October 1st at the Cotton Bowl. One ticket gets you into the fair and the big game. Also, Grammy Award winning Ashanti Live. Then the Classic kicks off at a new time, 6 p.m. New coaches, old rivalry, and an iconic halftime battle of events. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Visit StateFairClassicFootball.com. Sponsored in part by City of Dallas. Dallas Sports Commission. McDonald's. Black and Positively Golden. Chevy. Cricket Wireless. Methodist Hospital. Got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, September the 1st. I'm Donald Ware. We are already in the month of September. We are coming up on week one of the HBCU football season. As a matter of fact, week one begins tonight. We've got a couple of games, quite a few games, as a matter of fact, that are going to take place on tonight. Before and here, I'm going to go kind of through the schedule and point out some of the games. Of course, tomorrow we will preview the HBCU football game of the week. On Monday, I talked about the situation with Florida A&M and how I definitely thought it was mishandled by the university. Uh, I also thought that uh, the NCAA in penalizing the student athletes is wrong as well. The university definitely should have been uh, punished. The players have since come out uh, with a statement. I'm not going to read the entire statement, but some of what the players have have said in the statement, one of the one of the excerpts I would say from the statement says, uh, quote, we are not the the everything that's been going on in terms of the ineligibility would quote we imply, excuse me, imply, quote, we are not performing in the classroom. Which, again, as I, I said on Monday, it's not necessarily the case. As a matter of fact, it's not the case. It's just that, they, as they've said in this letter, they have been misadvised and misrepresented. Um, and that they're going to kneel uh, after uh, the game against Jackson State on Monday during the Marching 100's uh, performance after the game. Wouldn't it be ironic? Wouldn't it be ironic? Uh, because now, what immediate, two things come to my mind. I mentioned one of them on Monday when I mentioned going back to the, what, 2003-2004 season when Florida A&M was trying to make that move to then FBS, now known, or excuse me, then 1A, now known as FBS, and then it was all kinds of allegations against the athletic uh, programs, including the football program, which nothing was found that was wrong with the football program, but there were some violations with some of the other a sport, so that immediately came to mind. What else? What, the other thing that comes to mind is what happened with Jackson State. Remember going back? Uh, well, not not with Jackson State. Well, it indirectly with Jackson State. It happened with Grambling. Remember the 2013 season when Grambling protested the game uh, they were supposed to play uh, against Jackson State because of uh, just uh, bad, just things weren't well on campus. There were a lot of complaints that those players had, uh, and they did not play that football game uh, against Jackson State. It was a national story all over uh, the place, of course. Uh, so would it be ironic if Florida A&M decided not to play this game, the players, on Sunday uh, against Jackson State in that Blossom, Orange Blossom Classic? 
wouldn't that be ironic against Jackson State, who had a similar thing happen to them uh, back in 2013 um, when uh, Grambling decided not uh, to play a, a game. Of course, Grambling uh, suffered a, a lot, uh, not only bad publicity and, and things, I, I believe, improved um, at that time on Grambling's campus as a whole, but they were fined, I forget how much, and then had to play for for a couple of years at Jackson State. They never, it never was Jackson State at Grambling. It was for many years, Grambling had to go uh, to Jackson State. So wouldn't that be ironic if we saw uh, something like that uh, actually happen? Uh, I'm not saying that it will or suggesting uh, or anything, but wouldn't it be ironic uh, if that actually uh, were uh, to happen? A lot is going on. The president, Robinson's under a lot of fire. And I'll be honest, man, I thought that his response, um, the, the statement he put out actually before the game was, 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 uh, who at best callous. Uh, I, I, I mean, you, you didn't, you know, it was one of those things where you just wanted to sort of absolve yourself, uh, and, and, and didn't really, uh, didn't really speak to the issues. And I thought um, that that was a serious mistake. And we're seeing uh, the blowback of Florida A&M and the president uh, specifically is really seeing the blowback because the, the, uh, the student athletes, the football players pointed specifically to and, and, and specifically addressed what the president had said in his statement. So I think it's, you know, we'll see what happens again. I point to, why punish the student athletes? The student athletes should not be punished. They were advised on which classes to take, what to do. Why are you punishing them? I cited the example on Monday of Isaiah Land. Here's a young man that probably will be drafted, could miss the first four games, up to the first four games of the season, already has missed the game against UNC, where, as I mentioned to you all, that's where a lot of players, Darius Leonard, Dakobe Durant, made their names against uh, FBS opponents and specifically Power Five opponents. Both of those gentlemen made their names uh, respectively in respective games against Clemson. But here Isaiah Land has an opportunity. And if he misses this game, this is a big-time football because it's a big-time game. It's a big-time atmosphere, uh, right? So this would be, uh, I think that would be tragic. I hope that there's some resolution uh, that, specifically the NCAA can come to at this point uh, and, and Florida A&M and the NCAA can come to. But I think the onus uh, really in terms of the punishment, because again, you're playing the game, you're ineligible, you got to forfeit those games. Uh, the NCAA will step in here and do something because this, you know, if you, I think if you look at everything, you will see in, in if not all, most of the cases that this was not uh, on the players. So that's my two cents on that situation from Monday. If you'd missed that HBCU football daily podcast, of course you can watch it on our YouTube channel, Boxer YouTube channel, or uh, listen wherever you get your podcasts, including on our website at boxtorow.com. Let's take a look at some of tonight's games. By the way, before we even do that, um, have you seen the HBCU division two coaches poll? Powered by Box to Row. It was released on Tuesday. Bowie State, no question number one, received 
uh, I think it was 20 of the 24 votes. There are 27 schools. So we, you know, you had 24, all of the voters are made up of the coaches. So you had 24 of those coaches voting. Uh, it was Bowie State number one, followed by, Alabama, or excuse me, uh, Albany State was number two. Uh, three was Savannah State, four, it was either th- three, four, and f- five was Virginia Union, three or four was Savannah State or Fayetteville State, but you can find uh, that particular, um, uh, that poll on our website at boxtorow.com. So, Lincoln of Missouri kicks off the season on tonight. Uh, it's going to be on the road at Washburn. Bluefield State, who brought football back on last year, uh, is going to be taking on Johnson C. Smith. I mean, I look eventually for Bluefield State to make a play in one of these conferences, uh, perhaps the CIAA. Uh, that would make a, a lot of sense. Um, uh, well, actually, if you're talking about the HBCU, but if you're talking about what makes the most sense, probably the Mount East Conference makes the most sense. Uh, if you're looking to go Division Two, maybe Bluefield State decides, hey, we want to go to Division One. And, and then could possibly look at the MEAC. So Bluefield State is hosting Johnson C. Smith. Shawan is at home and is hosting Barton. St. Augustine's is on the road taking on Tusculum. Mississippi Valley State is on the road taking on Tarleton State. It is Alabama A&M on the road taking on UAB. South Carolina State got its work cut out for it. Of course, number one in the FCS uh, HBCU coaches poll and number two, or excuse me, number two in both polls, actually the coaches poll, FCS coaches poll and the media poll, South Carolina State's going to be in Orlando taking on Central Florida. Virginia Union is taking on Virginia University of Lynchburg and uh, Virginia Union is hosting that football game. West Virginia State kicking things off. West Virginia State is ranked in the box to row or the uh, HBCU Division II coaches poll powered by Box to Row. West Virginia State is taking on Shippensburg. Speaking of Bowie State, mentioned Bowie State number one. Bowie State is uh, is hosting uh, New Haven. And, and excuse me, let me back up. So I need to back up. The last Thursday night game was Virginia Union and Virginia Lynchburg. So now we go to Saturday. Excuse me. We go to Saturday. West Virginia State hosting Shippensburg. Bowie State is hosting New Haven. Kentucky State is hosting Delta State. It is Tennessee State on the road taking on Eastern Washington. Delaware State, who, again, a hot take for me, Delaware State to win the MEAC this year. It begins at home. Got a nice schedule, too. Really nice schedule. I think it's seven home games for Delaware State is going to be hosting Lincoln of Pennsylvania. Norfolk State's going to be at, on the road playing up against Marshall. Uh, Bethune-Cookman playing up, going to be on the road at Miami, the University of Miami. And you have Edward Waters at home hosting Clark Atlanta. Shaw's got a nice test to start the season off, going to be at home and hosting Wingate. It is Alabama State and Miles getting together. Alabama State is hosting that football game. Althcorn State going to get things started off. We had uh, the head football coach of Alcorn State uh, on the program on Tuesday, Fred McNair, as the Braves get things kicked off at home against Stephen F. Austin. Grambling State on the road playing up against Arkansas State. Arkansas Pine Bluff is at home as the Golden Lions are going to be hosting Lane. Langston 
So Langston looking to bounce back in that Sooner Athletic Conference, not the season uh, that Quentin Morgan and his staff wanted to have on last year, but they're going to look to bounce back and going to take on Oklahoma Panhandle State. In the Labor Day Classic, it is Prairie View A&M taking on Texas Southern in that classic. That game is going to be played in Prairie View. Also, you've got Southern at home, going to kick off the season hosting Florida Memorial. Benedict is at home hosting Elizabeth City State. Morgan, under the new head football coach, Damon Wilson, is going to be on the road playing up against Georgia Southern. Hampton and Howard are going to get together in the battle of HU. That game is going to be played in Hampton, Virginia. It's Virginia State hosting Lenore Rhine. Livingstone is hosting Catawba. Morehouse is hosting West Alabama. Allen is on the road taking on Newberry. Savannah State is at home and is going to host Southeastern. Albany State looking to start its season off. Albany State, as I mentioned, ranked number two in the Division II coaches poll. Going to take on and host Mississippi College. Fayetteville State. I got to give a big uh, big shots out to my man, Freddie Fresh Suttles. My main man, Freddie Fresh Suttles, the, the voice of Albany State. Uh, big shots out uh, to him. Fayetteville State is at home taking on UNC Pembroke. Those two schools are separated by about, I don't know, 40 miles or so. So that's a nice rivalry game. In Charlotte, the Aggie Eagle Classic is back. North Carolina Central and North Carolina A&T going to get together in Charlotte. Can't wait for that game. Going to be calling that game in Charlotte. Then on Sunday, the aforementioned football game. Jackson State and Florida A&M are going to get together. The Orange Blossom Classic in Miami Gardens, Florida. Should be an outstanding football game, nationally televised uh, on ESPN2. And we'll see. Like, I got to see where we are tomorrow. Uh, because that's going to, and that's going to be the game we're going to preview tomorrow. I'm going to preview it tomorrow. I'll do the best I can to preview it based upon who we know is going to be eligible. But you may have some, some guys get eligible uh, Friday and maybe even up to Saturday. So we got to see how that sort of plays out before I, I'll preview the game. And, uh, you know, we'll see if I'm able to give a prediction. Central State and Winston-Salem State going to play in Canton, Ohio uh, on tomorrow. And Tuskegee and Fort Valley State going to get together in the Red Tails Classic in Montgomery, Alabama. So that should be a great football game. Two SIAC opponents playing. Remember, last year, Fort Valley State beat um, Tuskegee. I don't, it may have been in this game, and it was a nationally televised game on ESPNU Fort Valley State, I think it was 30 to nothing. Fort Valley State came away with that victory over Tuskegee. It is now the Reginald Ruffin um, era at Tuskegee. So we'll see how things ultimately play out. So that's today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, a rundown of week one. If you missed any uh, of these of the schedule here, you can log on to our website, boxtorow.com, and find the schedule in its entirety. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can find the podcasts. You can download them or listen to them on our website at boxtorow.com. You can also 
Listen to the podcasts at iHeartMedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can listen on the Botch to Row YouTube page. Talk with you tomorrow.